Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody, Russ and my Hammers 11. Hope you're all safe and well for you channel. Please consider subscribing, hitting the bell icon so you made with any time you put new content on today's channel. Today's channel, today's video is brought to you by our channel sponsors, Untuck It. Check them out in the description below for all your shirt, t-shirts, polo top needs, all designed to be worn untucked. So uh, even people like me, even my sizes, they they have lovely shirts for. So make sure you check them out. Today's guest, you might have seen, he was on, a, he was on Soccer AM a couple of weeks ago. So we've got him on. It's uh, Aaron, how are you doing, man? Very good, thank you. Uh, thank you for inviting me on today, Ross. Really looking forward to it. Absolute pleasure, and just and just you know, just to remove the fourth wall, Aaron's. Uh, we, we've had to move it a little bit earlier today because Aaron's managed to get himself a, a hair appointment before we get into lockdown. So congratulations. <laughs> well, those who are watching the video know that I take pride in my hair, so unfortunately, it's a bit long for this video. But uh, yeah, looking forward to it. <laughs> That's brilliant. How are you? Apart from apart from obviously waiting to get a haircut, how are you? Everything at the yeah, moment? Yeah, all, all good. Uh, everything's all good at the moment. So uh, yeah, can't really brilliant. complain. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. And obviously, yeah, it's going to be fun in the next four weeks, isn't it? But hey, yo. Yeah, it's actually my 30th birthday on the 25th as well. Oh. So, uh, yeah, I've got lots of celebrations coming. <laughs> yes, but lots of celebrations in your own house, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. But, but you know, West Ham, still, West Ham are, are keeping us all entertained. So yeah. that's all good, isn't it? We're doing all right at the moment. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think had some really hard fixtures i think the true test is going to come in the next few weeks and yes. uh, yeah just looking forward to uh us hopefully winning a few games yeah yeah it is you're right it is, i mean it, it is really where our season starts to be honest isn't it really i think um the first no one gave us much of a hope apart from those who are eternal optimists like me um those first seven games or eight games where it was and and now these is when our season starts so as you said with fulham and uh and obviously we've got sheffield united and villa yeah, you've got to be looking at maximum points, really, shouldn't definitely, you? Definitely, really. definitely. Otherwise, it would completely ruin the last 
the last few games for us if we, <laughs> we then lose get turned over but it's west ham Aaron, isn't it so we know that could possibly happen but you know the doesn't matter. Right? exactly exactly they turn up but we don't know when they're going to turn up and uh how was um how was how was uh how was soccer am that was good fun in it that's a good yeah, win um, it doing that yeah it was brilliant um so i mean really great experience uh, me and my yeah. cousin were big west ham fans so we managed to uh Kind of round up uh, a few of our other friends, and uh, yeah, it was a great experience. Met James Collins and Carlton Cole, which was really fun. Uh, just unfortunately, we couldn't, couldn't uh, get away with any money that day. <laughs> we had Colton doing an absolute like just becoming like the Colton we love, you know, bless him, rather than that sort of spectacular Colton which comes uh, turns up occasionally. It was it was the other one, unfortunately, wasn't it? As I said, second most prolific striker in the Premier League for us. <laughs> mental isn't it it's absolutely mental but um no it's good fun soccer i mean i did it once actually i did it twice no yeah i did it uh i did it once when i was on i was a i was a third eye i've been got picked up as a third eye randomly um at the at the old ground they'd, they'd seen a silhouette of me in my box dancing or something like one of the, i don't I can't remember and then the following week they phoned me up and tubes phoned me up and got me on there. They used to do a segment called um, Stranger on the Sofa, where this was okay. like years. This was like Tim Lovejoy and Helen Chamberlain. This was like right at the beginning of Soccer AM. And that like a random person would be on the sofa just waving. And that was me <laughs> one game. You know, it's just, they take the piss out of you. You know, you can't really say anything and that's it. You're done. But uh, yeah, I think we had, who did we, we had uh, Joe Calzaghi, Matt Dawson, I think Feeder. God, Feeder. I remember them. Jesus. So yeah, we yeah. had a bit. <laughs> So, but you're 30, so you probably just about remember Feeder, to be honest. Or you're 29 at the just moment. About. Just about, just about. But uh, no, good fun, good fun. The good guys, and it's always a giggle there, isn't it? It's always, I just like listening to it because all the, like, all the banter and stuff during the breaks and things. And uh, obviously, you had Bulldog there as well, didn't you? And people like that. And uh, yeah, I love a bit of Bullard and stuff. But yeah, good old Colton. And obviously, James Collins, he announced it's all announced his retirement on that show, didn't yeah. he? Really? Um, although I thought we'd been retired for a while personally. Um, I didn't mean that. I thought he'd retired. I didn't know he was still looking for a club, but yeah, he was a good man. But uh, yeah, it's good, a good experience, isn't it? And as you said, it's nice to meet some players, um, ex players, and you know, you had a couple of good ones there with Colton and GP, so it's all good, man. It's all good. And as we've got your cousin over soon, um, a couple of weeks' time, so that'd be good as well. We'll get him on. Um, so Aaron, um, the first, <coughs> pardon me, sorry, I need to cough in the mic. The first question I usually ask is, is why West Ham? We see you've got the, the lovely third strip on. I still haven't got that one yet. Maybe, maybe Father Christmas might get it for me for Christmas. Hint, hint, Mrs. Budden. Um, <laughs> so you know, it's a standard present now when you, when you've got a kid and it's like, you know, home strips, usually your birthday, away strips, usually Father's Day, then the third one or a retro one for Christmas. It's it's pretty Brilliant. predictable. Yeah, great. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's it's quite predictable though. Um, so why West Ham, Aaron? Right? Why is it your club, man? So I did choose the life of paralysing self doubt and misery, Russ, like yourself. <laughs> and uh, the reason why is mainly due to my father. So my, my dad's a big West Ham fan, and uh, kind of like father, like son. Um, we kind of watch the games together, and uh, that's kind of where my main interest for it came. And uh, it just happened when I was at school as well. One of my best friends at primary school also happened to support West Ham and uh, him and his father were season ticket holders in the Bobby Moore Lower uh, back at the Upton Park. And uh, I used to go quite regularly with them. So um, that's the main reason why, if I'm honest. Brilliant. Brilliant. And then, as he said, once you're in, you're in as well, isn't it? So there's no Definitely. there's no, no deviation. No, no. Did your did your your dad, did he um, was he did he give you an option? 
Or was it? Or was it? Was that was not going to no, be any option? I, I, I kind of just uh, appreciated that that was really my part, and so you yeah, know, Dad supports the team, <laughs> and uh, we kind of support them together, and uh, yeah, not never really looked back. And uh, as you said, you know, there's been a lot of ups and uh, mainly a lot of downs, but um, yes. I wouldn't change it for the world. No, I wouldn't either. And 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 doing this doing this type of thing and and talking to you know over two hundred different people, you know, you you get this sort of. Um, we have this sort of weird resilience as West Ham fans. It's just a, we're just a, a very strange bunch of fans. You know, we shouldn't be so passionate. We shouldn't be so dedicated to supporting this team because they they never win anything, particularly in our lifetime. Um, apart from the Intertoto Cup in 1999, I do okay. appreciate it. But, um, and a couple of Betway trophies as well. I mean, only us would invent, a, a you know, a, a trophy which we never win, you know, <laughs> you know, and stuff like that. It just, but it's so West Ham. And even now, even more so now, we've obviously going back into the second lockdown, lockdown 2.0. Um, you just see like on Twitter, like on Facebook and stuff, all the West Ham community all pulling together for each other. You know, someone might say, I don't know, I'm feeling a bit down today. And then 10 minutes later, they get like, you know, a tweet again. Say I've said like 300 messages of support and stuff like that. And <laughs> we're a special bunch of guys, isn't it? I mean, you must have got loads of I nice agree. feedback after soccer am you know probably people you haven't spoken like me i haven't spoken to you probably before and i was like yeah it's great come on come on the show and you must have uh, like lots of people come and find you on twitter and say well done for the soccer am stuff as well yeah i mean uh, yeah kind of it's been uh it was quite good and uh you know we didn't we didn't go on the show to do that obviously but yeah, no of course not kind of, uh, um kind of kind of you know hear back from other people in the community yeah. too yeah, it is. It's nice. It is nice. And I think also because obviously we can't, you know, in terms of going to the games and things like that. I mean, obviously, I'm I'm very fortunate in that fact that I still go to the games, but obviously technically working there. Um, but, uh, you know, going like meeting for people beforehand, going to the pub beforehand and socialising with your, the mates around, the people you sit with. That's what I think people have missed. And, um, and, and the sooner we get back, the better, whenever that may be. Might be next year, next season. To be honest, I reckon. Uh, but we'll see. You know, no one knows, unfortunately. But it's a, uh, it's horrible, isn't it? It's a horrible thing that's going on. And uh, but it's important to keep the football going. I think just to have something to moan about, isn't it? Rather than, <laughs> rather than moan about Trump uh, and uh, and Biden and uh, moan about everything else and COVID, uh, moaning about West Ham takes things away. So it's, uh, it's, uh, and that's why I love chatting to people like yourself about West Ham because everyone has a different opinion, don't they? So. It's all good. Do you remember your first game, Aaron? Hello, Aaron. Do you remember your first game? <laughs> Aaron is in stunned silence oh, because sorry, he's... Don't, don't be silly. Don't be silly. <laughs> it's, it's the beauty of the modern world that we, we have to do this communication via... Via, via video now and we probably will be doing this for a long time like this so don't worry man <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say do you remember your first game your first west ham game <laughs> stunned silence on that road again <laughs> sorry <laughs> can you hear me now yeah i can hear you perfect now man i was just saying do you remember your first west ham game Hello, Aaron. <laughs> oh, dear. 
He's covered. He's, he, we're, we're gonna get it sorted. We're gonna get it sorted, everybody. Don't worry. We'll get it sorted. We'll get it sorted. Aaron's gonna come back on in a minute. We're gonna get him on, and it'll be all good. Hello, can you hear me, Aaron? Hello, hello, Aaron. Hi there, Russ. Sorry about that. Can you hear me now? I can hear you fine, man. I can hear you fine. I can hear you fine. Can you hear me well? Yeah, I can hear you well. Yeah, sorry about that. Just having right, cool. internet, so having a few internet issues. Don't be silly. Got to get them sorted before tomorrow, mate. Otherwise, you are buggered, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Otherwise, you have to be playing, you know, ball games and talking to people. Unbelievable in your, in your household. Um, I was going to say, do you remember your first West Ham game? Yeah, definitely. So uh, my first game was actually um, before the millennium. So it was the 20th of March, 1999. It was a home game against Newcastle. Um, we won 2-0. Goals from Paolo Di Canio and Paul Kitson. And uh, yeah, it was a great game. I always remember uh, kind of walking up the stairs at the Bobby Moore Lower, seeing the ground and just thinking, you know, how much different it looked from uh, the telly and, you know, how yeah. kind of enclosed it looked. And uh, yeah, it was brilliant. So uh, really enjoyed it. I think it was a great goal from Paolo right at the start of the game and then like a second half header from uh, Paul Kitson. Oh, Paul Kitson, what, what a player he was. I mean, and also it's what I think about when you go to your first first game is it's, it's the smells. It's, it's uh, you know, that, that sort of, that, that grassy smell you get when you walk out and you can smell it, and particularly after the game because obviously it's been cut up with all the players and, you know, walking down Green Street and smelling the mystery meats that are being cooked in the burger vans and things like that. It's all these sensory things, which 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 I just think just, it's not necessarily the game. I don't, I don't necessarily, yeah, I remember my game very vividly, but I remember what my granddad said to me and I remember this and I remember seeing the lady and the, and the steward and all that type of stuff. And it's everything around the day, but you know, once you go, you're hooked, aren't you? And, and I, I think that's, I haven't met anyone yet who said, Oh yeah, the first time it was all right. I, you know, I didn't bother going back. You know, everyone's in once you're in, you're in. And uh, as you said, that was, that was the beginning the turn of a millennium beforehand and now uh <laughs> and now 21 years later you're, you're still going so you're well, not going now but you're still yeah, going so so. uh, probably i'll probably say my love for west ham's even stronger than it was then <laughs> it is yeah it just and it's like it's like osmosis isn't it it just like gets into your into your clothes and into your skin and into the way you work so even obviously before lockdown when obviously people could go to football matches um you know, you'd if you had a, a meeting like a, a five o'clock meeting, you know, you'd say, mm, we're playing at we're playing a we've got Liverpool uh, at seven forty five kickoff. Can we do it for like four thirty? You know, so I can make sure I'll be <laughs> back in time for the game. And even now, I'm still sort of planning around my afternoons and what to do now. And uh, no, I love it. It's it's brilliant. It's all good. Um, right. Well, before let's, let's keep going while we, while we still got internet. Um, right. Let's do um, let's do let's do your hammers eleven, Aaron. So obviously, everyone we've had on the channel, um, we basically ask them to give their eleven. They're one to eleven. Um, the only rule is you have to be alive to a scene and play, um, and okay. you can talk about whoever you want to talk about. There's no criteria. Might be the best, might be the worst, might be your favourites, your cult heroes, whatever, or you know, French-based hammers, whatever. Um, so that's what we'll do, and um, and then hopefully, as I said, then you can get uh, get get ready in the queue for uh, your, your haircut. Um, so right. So if we start off in goal, so who is in goal for the uh, Aaron? 11? Okay, so um, okay, so okay. These these are probably. For my 11, it's the best players that I've seen in my lifetime. Um, and nice. this is, you know, I've done some kind of good thought on who to bring in. And uh, so <laughs> for the goalie position, um, I'm going for Shaka Hislop. So, oh, I know that he played for us good over, shout. 
I mean, I don't play for us a couple, over a couple of stints, uh, 98 to 2002. And then um, obviously for the FA Cup final, he was in goal yep. in 2006. Uh, and so for me, Shaka, uh, he, he's been the best goalie I've, I've seen in our time. And uh, yeah, it was uh, really good memories with him in goal. Yeah, top like top top guy. Always, and when you talk about Shaka Hislop, you have to smile. He just always makes you like just the, the name of Shaka Hislop just makes me smile. And and I, and I tell a story when I used to live in Loughton. Shaka used to live in Loughton, and he would do his shopping. I think it's every Thursday or Friday or something like that. Um, in Saint Fries where I used to work, and so you'd see him from about about from the inch because he was so tall, his head would go above the uh, above the shopping aisles, and oh, he's top like top top guy we had him on the channel love him he's such a nice bloke loves the club really really friendly and as you said you know played an fa cup final for us so you know it's not too bad um that is not too shabby right okay are we playing four at the back or are we doing anything creative what are yes, we doing so, uh, we're going four two three one today so oh, four uh, two three one go for it so my right back would be uh for me it's got to be lucas neil um, just nice. because, you know, uh, I thought he was a really good captain. We may, we may have not um, got the best years out of him in terms of fullback, but I think he was a really good captain for the team uh, when he came in um, and what he'd done in terms of the kind of relegation season and how we built on that with uh, Alan Kerbishley moving forward. I think that he was kind of fundamental to that. And um, for me, I know we haven't had some great, we've been blessed with uh, no. brilliant right backs uh, probably in my lifetime, but probably say that lucas is probably the best of a bad bunch yeah <laughs> and yeah no i, I think it's that's, that's a great shout and i think he's 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 someone who when you talk about good captains um he, he's not necessarily first of your you know front of mind but speaking to a lot of players around that time like we've had uh anton on we've had a few others he was a fantastic cl club captain and uh really instilled a really good work ethos and an ethos in terms of respecting the rest of the the club, not just the players, but he'd make sure that they were, you know, a percentage of win bonuses were given to the boot boys, to the ground staff, to the tea ladies and things like that. And that's what you need. You need a pro. And he was like, and I think I'd be scared if I wasn't putting a shift in because he had that sort of Australian accent as well. And everything sounds more menacing <laughs> when he shouts. And so, no, he's, he was a, a great guy and a fantastic captain. Um, Right, Lucas Neil is in. Let's go left back then. Let's go the other side then. Who's going to be left okay, back so now? Left, left back's probably um, this one I have to think about. You know, there's been a couple of good left backs over over my time. I've actually yeah. chosen on Sebastian Chamel, uh, Hammer of nice. the Year, I believe, in 2001. And uh, yep. he, I mean, he came in and uh, he was absolutely brilliant for us. Um, and uh, he was part of that real special team of the early 2000s, in my opinion, with kind of Paolo, mm. um, Joe Cole, Michael Carrick, etc. And uh, for me, I thought he was a great player. I know he went a little bit off the boil in his, uh, I think, over his second season or third season with us. But yeah. um, for that one year, he he he, determined, he deserved a place in my team. Yeah, yeah. He was hammer for the year. He got that year as well, I believe. And um, and what, what I liked about Schemmel, well... What I liked about him is he was like he was just really exciting when he when he hit when he came in. He was like like the the modern day fullback, and he was like bounding forward. And he had, a, and I think I still believe he was the first player to play for West Ham who wore a hairband. And I'm sure someone will tell me that because he had his, and then obviously he had the hair. And then second season, you said he, he cut it all off like Samson, and and that was it. He was crap the second season, but that first season he was brilliant. <laughs> and he clearly still loves the club because he he lives in um in Luxembourg. And he owns a bar called, or a restaurant or a cafe called Upton Park. 
Um, oh, and good. so, yeah, when, when, when we can all uh, start traveling again, that's where that's one of my destinations I want to go to just to, uh, just to, cause I think it'd just be cool. But yeah, he's a top, top guy, top, top bloke. And um, yeah. And he was in my, he's in my hammers 11 as well, because he, the impact he gave on me. Um, right. So Sebastian Schmel is in uh, center backs. Let's go for your first center back then, Aaron. Center halves are a little bit difficult to choose from uh, in my opinion, but I've settled on, uh, two guys, I think, that have given kind of great service to our club and uh, also kind of great memories for myself. So I'm going for first centre-back, uh, Winston Reid. So yep. um, I know he came in in uh, 2010, um, obviously suffered relegation with us, but he stayed with us and, you know, arguably kind of 2012, 2013, he was one of the best centre-backs in the league. And um, yeah. I know he got that six-year deal and it didn't kind of work out too well for him, but... You know, again, last goal in the bowling. You've got to have Winston Reid. You've got to have him, and he's yeah, he scored against. He's done the hat trick, really. Scored against Millwall, scored against Tottenham, and he scored the last goal at the bowling. You know, as you said, and and it's great to see him playing in Sporting Kansas City at the moment. Um, you know, who knows? I think I think it runs out in January's loan deal. So who knows? He may be back. He may be back. I hope so. I'd like to see him back. Yeah, hopefully. Right, OK, who's who's Winnie going to partner in that centre-back position then, Aaron? So, this is a tough one for me because, you know, I actually, when I first started going to West Ham, uh, Rio Ferdinand was in the team and, you know, he was he was coming through. But I've actually got to go with Danny Gabadon just because, um, again, service for the team. And, you know, when, when he signed for the club and was playing for us, I, I felt that, you know, he was probably one of our best defenders. And, um, you know, he, he did a great job. And again, that, that season with Anton, 05, 06, that they were solid, both of them. They were. Yeah, they were. I mean, we 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 were that sort of period we was quite good because we we had you know your mate James Collins there as well, you know, and it was like, and so we had a good set of, of full of centre backs at the time, and that was, and you know, obviously people like Elliot Ward and stuff like that were in there as well, and yeah, it was it was a good time to be a centre back at West Ham. We had a nice sort of a nice set selection, um, and that's why I'm partly quite looking forward to this lockdown 2.0 because. I don't know if you follow Danny on Instagram, but he does DJ sets in his um, in his loft yep. live on Instagram, and so I'm quite looking forward to hearing them again because it it was really good background music and it was quite good actually. But yeah, oh Gabs, bless him, he's a very busy man. And I keep trying to get him on the channel, but he's so busy um, with all the football and commentary and punditry and stuff like that. It's uh, it's uh, and that's the trouble. Everyone's so busy now because there's still football going on. Last last lockdown, it was easy. Yeah. Everyone was like had loads of spare time in their hands. They couldn't play golf. They couldn't do nothing. So you know, football players literally twiddling their fingers. So they always dying to come on. Now it's uh, that's a bit of a bind, but uh, we get there eventually. Okay, right. So we will put uh, Winnie Reed and and Gabs in. Right. So we're gonna play four two. Playing the so who are the the first of the two in the four two three one? So I think in the centre midfield options, I think out of the whole team are probably the two of the easiest ones to come up with. Yeah. Uh, for me, you've got to have Mark, Mark Noble in there first of all. Um, yeah. He's pretty much played in the West Ham team my uh, pretty much half of my life. So you know. Yeah, uh, exactly. You know, again, great memories with um, kind of for what he's done for us, and you know, the great yeah. escape brings to mind. And then just again, just the consistency. I mean. Putting through, uh, putting together this team, you know, I've watched a lot of kind of old West Ham highlights from, you know, the last 10, 15 years. And, you know, it's amazing, yeah. amazing that, you know, he's played pretty much every single one of these games that we've had in the league. So, um, for longevity, got to have Mark Noble. And I just hope the fans can be back in the stadium to say uh, goodbye to him, you know? 
hope so yeah it's a good point i haven't thought of that yeah obviously you know potentially it could be if not it could be next year but then who knows when fans are going to be back in the ground so that's a bloody good point and same as and same as uh you know we mentioned james collins and you know and he he came out on twitter uh, was it instagram and said he'd love to be come out to the fans one more time in the claret and blue and say goodbye and so it's going to be a couple of emotional games coming up soon whenever it's going to be because they'll surely get james collins on at half time and bit of an easy one in it for the club to get him on and um say goodbye and obviously mark as well i mean what's going to happen you know it's going to be like devastating it's like for you they said half of your life you half your west ham supporting life he's been played some some kids the whole i mean declan rice he's basically been the club as long as declan rice has been there you know what i mean it's like it's gonna be it's gonna be devastating because it's there's not many fans who play for your club um it's it's a, it's a dying breed to be doing that and so um yeah but he's marking it. And the thing about Mark is if he's when you know, he'll know when it's right to retire because he's honest. He's a very honest player, isn't he? So when he knows he can't compete anymore, then he'll hang his boots up. And we know that's going to be a shame, but he'll be around the club. Won't he? He's going to be like, you know, coach. He's already doing the coaching badges now, I think now and stuff like that. And he'll always be involved at West Ham, but um, yeah, he's a top, top bloke. Right. Okay. Nobes is in. Who's going to be the second centre mid then? Uh, it's got to be Scott Parker, I think. Uh, you know, I was a bit skeptical when he signed in uh, 2000, I believe. But you know, he proved me wrong. Great player for the team, and you know, you hear some of the stories from our kind of relegation season, and you know, some yeah. team talks that he done, and you know, other things, and you know, um, you know, great player for us. Just hope we beat them on Friday. Or Saturday, yeah. sorry, Saturday. God, I was, I was a bit worried then. I was like, "What Friday? No, Saturday. <laughs> Saturday night. Saturday night. Annoyingly, like eight o'clock at night." Um, yes, Scott Parker. He is. Um, I have the most respect for the man, and I. It, it really. It, I always go to bat for him when people criticise him. The fact that he went to Tottenham and stuff like that, except winds me up more than anything ever. And he is a top guy. And we talk when we want. You know, when we talk about our players. We want players who are going to play for the shirt, going to play 100%, going to put all their all in. And Scott Parker epitomised that for three years. One hand of the year, three years in a row. Not many people have done that at all. Um, you know, one football play, play, football writer's player of the year, the season we went down. And even when he was going to Tottenham, I think he played the day before and scored against Watford away, I think. And yeah, top, top bloke. And... Eventually, I think he'd be a good West Ham manager. There we go. I've said it. I think he'd be good for us because I think he's he's got that work, that sort of mentality, and hopefully he'd have people on board. You know, further down the line, obviously, we want to beat them on Saturday, despite the fact, as you said, Scott's lovely, but we want to beat him. Um, and obviously, the effect on you know the effect the the way Mark Noble's carried himself throughout his career has been heavily influenced by Scott Parker. There's no denying that um, when they were playing together. And in turn, Declan, the way Declan's holding himself is because of Mark Noble, which is because of Scott Parker. So the influence of Scott Parker on our team now is still apparent. And I think people uh, I think people are starting to realise that a little bit more now, which is great. Right, Scotty P is in. Right, so that's the four done. That's the two done. Now we've got the three. Who's going to be so the I'll first of that three? The, I'll start on the right of midfield. So I'm going to go Trevor Sinclair. Um, Trevor Sinclair. Because you know, he was probably one of my favourite players, along with Paolo Di Canio, when I was uh, a young boy. And uh, he was brilliant for us. You know, even now I look at some of the goals that he scored. And when you're talking about, you know, people playing for the shirt, 
and kind of like yeah. desire, commitment. Um, I see that all with Sinclair. Like, I think, you know, there's no doubt he probably could have played at a slightly higher level than what we were at at yeah. the time. But, you know, absolutely brilliant uh, for us. Definitely. And you're right. He is brilliant. I love Trevor Sinclair. He is massive fan of the channel he's you know and, and because because you put trevor sinclair in the team we're gonna get a, we're gonna get a like from him or retweet so that's all good so that's all that sort of uh that that tweet engagement is, is is coming on so that's all good no top top bloke and he adores the club he adores the fans i know that firsthand and um he is a very humble man and you know i mean you see how he's spoken in the you know on twitter and stuff recently about you know the fans and the club against you know, obviously he's had a bit of a spat with with jim white and stuff because of it and uh no nah, top bloke top bloke he's coming he's, we've had him on he's going to come back on for the we're doing some charity stuff and he, he's gracious enough to come back on and and and, and be a quiz person <laughs> he's gonna be rubbish but he's a top dude so he's you know he's gonna give his time which is lovely um right so so trevor sinclair is in okay who's next then aaron so i'll go for number 10 uh only one choice really mr Canio is going to be in the team um again you yeah. know as a young boy he scored my first goal that i went to see um after the for the team and uh, you know just kind of overall icon isn't it so you can't say a bad word about Paolo. no no, you can't. He's um, and and again, I, I say it. I feel like a broken record sometimes. But you know what? I what I mean. Bizzacanio is my favourite player of all time. Not my favourite technical player. Not the best technical player, but he's my favourite player because he had a personality, and I think that's something which the game rapidly doesn't have anymore. They don't have personalities. You know, they're all very clever, very tricky players, very very technically gifted, but they're not. Person, I don't have personalities. You know what I mean? It's like you know, Decanio is like, but he's Italian and stuff. You don't get that no more. And you don't get sort of throwing his stuff from the floor. And but then everyone, anyone who does have a personality now is vilified. So someone like Jack Grealish, who's a you know, he, he's co a cocky little bugger, but he's vilified for being a cocky little bugger. But back in the seven, back in the nineties, and back in the early two thousands, you know, you look at that team with Trevor Sinclair, and you had Decanio, and you had, you know, Vivian Foe, you had like Neil Ruddock, you had, you know, you had some really good characters, Ian Wright, and so, you know, it's something which I think the game lacks terribly now. Although in looking at West Ham in general, we, we've probably got the most charismatic team out of a not very charismatic league because you've got Antonio who dresses up as a, you know, snowman and crashes Lamborghini and you've got Declan Rice. who's always used in prank videos and Robert Snodgrass and people like that. But it's not across the board now. It's a real shame because I just think we, particularly now we like to be entertained, don't we? We want to be entertained now. We've got nothing to do now for a month, you know, apart from watching Netflix and watching football. So entertain us, you know, be exciting, be, be, get us off our seat not just with your technical but just with your personalities all right okay premier league thank you all right thank you very much um rant over um right, paladin canier god bless him massive fan of his and we've had some really funny stories about him from fans when they've met him and just yeah really really funny bloke and eventually we'll get him on eventually he'll be like my my sort of that's my blue whale. He's my blue whale. So probably about, probably going to get about 500 guests. I'll get him on eventually, but, um, but he mainly want paying. So please uh, everyone look at the Patreon and please subscribe to the Patreon because we can, that's what, that's what that's there for. Um, right. Paladin Canyon is in. Who is next? Who's on that right at uh, the left? Or is it right or left? It doesn't matter. Who's on there? The last one at three, mate. 
left hand side, there's only one man for the job. So arguably, I'd have to say probably my favourite player to wear a West Ham shirt. Uh, it really hurt when he left, and it's got to be the one and only Dimitri Payet. Um, yeah. Absolutely brilliant. Um, I think that that season, 2015, 2016, he he really made me believe that you know we're going to do great things. And I, I think you know us finishing seventh that season was a real kind of disservice. You know, we went kind of like 18 mm. games undefeated. We beat pretty much everyone away from home and uh, he was pretty much the main part of that. And, you know, as you're talking about playing with personality, playing with kind of skill, um, I think he really had it all. So, I mean, we got the best years out of him and uh, I can only say thank you, Dimitri, if you're watching. Yes, it probably will be. Dimitri probably is, <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I agree. He, I mean, yeah, Di Canio was my is my favourite player, but Payet was probably the best player I've ever seen play at West Ham and probably ever will, unfortunately. I don't think in our lifetime, Aaron, unless there's some massive change, we won't see a Ballon d'Or nominee in our first 11. It's a terrible shame to do that. We can only help Barari's going to do it. But yeah, (laughs) but he was brilliant, wasn't he? Payet was just phenomenal. Again, not, not obviously not riddled with personality. Um, but he was technically fantastic. And as you said, you know, I don't, I can't remember ever a time before or after where you get a free kick outside about 25, 30 yards in and you think it's almost like a penalty. It's almost going in. He had so much confidence in the man. And yeah, as you said, that seventh probably does disservice. Obviously he was injured for a few, quite a few games, wasn't he as well? Um, what could have been, that's always the way of West Ham. What could have been, not what was. Because we definitely won, we haven't done that before. What could have been, as you said, you know, some of his goals, and he just redefined how to take free kicks and stuff. You know, when obviously Ronaldo, when Ronaldo, Cristiano Ronaldo would do that knuckleball, and you know that was a new way of kick, doing a free kick. Payet brought with him another way of doing a free kick. You know, where it was just like just dips the last second, and no goalkeeper could seem to do it. And uh, yeah, it was it was it was nice having a player that all your mates who weren't West Ham wanted in their team. Do you know what I mean? And, and like things like fantasy football leagues, and he was like top of the fantasy football league in terms of picking. I was proud to have him in, in the team. And you can't, yep, he he left in a weird way. And yes, but that happens with them type of players, those mercurial players, don't they? they we only got Di Canio because he put he pushed the referee over. Do you know what I mean? So <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it, it doesn't all it's not all swings and roundabouts. But yeah, all right, we'll put Dimi in, and that leaves one. That leaves the one who is going to be the spearhead of this attack. Then Aaron, that's the so- question we're all asking. I mean, there's been there's been a number of strikers. This is probably my hardest decision, if I'm honest. Uh, I was a big fan of Diaz. Yes. Back in the day, big fan of kind of Dean Ashton as well. Great strikers, Buzz. But I've got to go with our new makeshift striker, which is Mikel Antonio up top. To <laughs> uh, I think uh, you know he you know he's played everywhere, all over the park for us, and uh, I had to find a position in our in my team for him. And uh, yeah. you know he's been doing great, not just since. Uh, lockdown, but you know, for the last five years, he's been absolutely brilliant for us as well. So, can't really fault um, Mikel no. Antonio. And I think, no, he's a, he's a grafter, yeah. And he's a grafter, you know, he's he's, he's he hasn't just like that's what I like about him. He's he's gone through non league and worked his way up, and and I just think there's something special about somebody who does that. He hasn't just had you know, it hasn't all been given to him when he was 18, you know, he's like put into the first team of the Premier League, you know, he's he's worked hard and and now he's you know he's almost like a, a bit of a late bloomer really properly now in terms of the premier i mean everyone knew he was a good player and he was a good runner but this sort of and, I, and i've coined this phrase called the, the moisification and that's what he does he, he's moisified <laughs> antonio into a strike he did it with arnautovic and he's done it with 
you know, sort of four nails into a left midfielder. He's done it with Masuaku into a wing back. And um, he's, I just think you've got to get a call up soon, surely, like a proper call up, you know, not like an obligatory one because he was playing well. But he's, it, I don't, there's no one like him in the Premier League, I don't think, in terms of what right. he does. He's so special. He's such a special player and so powerful. And obviously, someone like Chorore, he's powerful, but he's a more of a winger. He just stays in the wing, you know. I just think he's brilliant. And, you know, we know he's going to get injured all the time because, he, you know, it's just a typical West Ham. You can have someone who's built like Antonio but have glass legs. You know, it's just such a West Ham thing, you know. Um, but, no, he's great. And as you said, he's um, it's a shame he's out <laughs> at the moment. But he'll be back and he'll be uh, – and, again, he keeps us entertained. He's, he, you know, he's a trier as well, isn't he? God loves a trier. We love a trier. And he'll – although he's stopped that doing so much now. He used to run all the time. But now, obviously, because he's up front of his own, he seems to pick and choose yeah. when to hound a defender. And um, yeah, I can't honestly, I can't think of any defender in the Premier League who can keep up with him. You know, in terms of physically, the only one would have been Van Dyke. And obviously, he t- t- yeah, tradition, yeah, typically neither played that game, so you know we never would have <laughs> known. But uh, yeah, it's such a West Ham thing. But he's a dude in it. And as you said, I mean, you talk about Carlton Cole being, you know, second with his, or, yeah, in terms of the, the strikers, in terms of the goals. I think Antonio is like fourth. He's, you know, and he's 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 racking in there. So, uh, no, it's good. And you've managed to go, I mean, you've got Noble, you've got Di Canio, and you've got Antonio. I think that's three out of the four um, top um, Premier League strikers of West Ham, goal scorers. That's not too bad. Plenty of goals there. I think Trev's in there as well. I think he's about sixth or seventh. Yep. But, um, no, it's all good, man. Uh, Aaron, man, it's been a pleasure. Absolute pleasure chatting to you. And um, you've got plenty of time to go and uh, and get to the Barbers now, mate. So, it's all good. <laughs> Thank you very much, Russ. Oh. Really appreciate it. Thank you for inviting me on. Absolute pleasure. Thank you. And obviously, thanks everyone for watching. If you're watching YouTube, like, share, subscribe. If you're watching it on, if you listen to it on Spotify, Apple iPods, Google uh, Google Podcasts, give it a like, give it a share. For me and Aaron, take care, everyone. Stay safe, wash those hands, and come your irons, and we'll see you again very, very soon. Take care, everyone. See you later. Bye-bye. Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.